the. I did what now? <laughs> Twisted a lot of what? You grabbed a lot of nips. Did I? And you cranked them. Whose? Sp- Women. Give me names. <laughs> all of them. Specifically. I want to know. There's a lot of names. Um, <laughs> I was going to name off all the women from yeah, Mambo can... number five. But I forgot <laughs> Angela, <laughs> Pamela, Janet, and Reba. And Reba. Reba McIntyre. Yeah. Little bit of nipple twisting. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I do respect women. You guess? A lot. No, I mean, I I don't guess. Look, I here's know. the thing. Last I, week. I respect women. I just don't like them. Last week. You told what I'm sure you thought was a very funny joke. Which which was? The one about not respecting women. And here's the reality. Right. A little sassy, a little disturbed. Honestly respects women too much. Yeah. The most, actually. Out of anybody. anybody. We respect their privacy so much that we don't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying we when you're, <laughs> when you're saying these like, things. Like, I'm so afraid of, like... <laughs> of, uh, not respecting them, but yeah. Like I'm scared, and I run away every time I see a woman. I respect them. I respect them so much. I respect them so much that I respect their ability to harm me, physically <laughs> and emotionally. Yeah. Did you see that Ethan Klein tweet where he's like, "It's getting to that point where famous men shouldn't be hooking up with people um, at all when they're inebriated." And I was just like, "Or don't uh, f- them, Ethan." Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he do- are they like in an open relationship or something? No, it's about so. it's about Andrew Callahan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Channel Five. I don't here. know who that is. Channel Five. All gas, no, All breaks. Gas, no breaks. Oh, oh. Apparently, the, the- he's like pushy or something. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, all gas should have pumped the brakes. Ooh, hey, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Right, out, man. Write that down. These are the jokes, people. Yeah. Are they? Uh, it's, one of, it's one of them. These are one of the jokes. Do you think Ruby would be mad if I snagged one of those LaCroix in the kitchen? I don't know. You asked and he didn't re- He's he didn't a sort, He's a real passive guy. I'd rather I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission Unlike to be Unlike Andrew with you. Callahan, Ian really, he's really a fr- values... He's, a, he's uh, probably a forgiving man. He's got a crucifix on his wall. Yeah. Yeah, that. Okay, so now that Ian's gone, I think it's really important to say that we we all do respect women, and he continues this joke. And he, what's up, Ian? Um, but he doesn't mean it. He really does love. He loves the ladies. He respects them. He loves giving them little smooches. <laughs> you guys ready? You guys ready? Crisp. Oof. Yeah. Can we get a can check, everybody? This episode is brought to you by Lacroix. Can you not, can you not uh, quen- set your, uh, quench your thirst? Not murder it, but quench it. We got a hella logger up in here. We oh, think logger hella. We think that it's important to not murder, and so Liquid Death, you're out as our sponsor. You were our sponsor last week. What? Well, and we're on the Lacroix train now. But you know, but pay us money, and you can be right back in there. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I love just murdering my. Thirst, and my kids, and my, with, my wife, with, and my family. <laughs> my thirst, bury it alive. But it's like it's like bury with an with an with e. e. Yeah, like like berries. the band. Did you know that Chris Benoit cracked open a liquid death right before the end? Well, so apparently he was dyslexic, and that's why it happened. He he read "Murder Your Thirst" as "Murder Your Wife and Kids." That's not what <laughs> dyslexia does. I don't think. Allegedly, that's schizophrenia. I think it's a different. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think concussions. That... Am I right? <laughs> Yeah, he made a lot of concessions in his family life, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we're they on... They sold a lot of concessions at the WWE. <laughs> they still do. They sell concussions. And since since we're doing corrections, um, someone brought this up to me, and uh, I thought it was a joke. And uh, now I have to clarify for everybody. We we don't actually drink and drive. 
Uh, we don't actually drink and drive. We think that that's wrong. And we're not afraid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Should we be? We're brave. We're stunning and it's brave. It's wrong, but it's also like pretty Super badass. Fun. It's so right. Yeah. So but see, fun. we're joking again. <laughs> right. We don't think it's good. This is comedy. Whenever don't, I say something don't do bad. It, but like, yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I say something bad, it's actually it's a joke. And when I say something good, I'm serious. Did you see that tweet? It was like me getting me getting held at gunpoint no officer you don't understand like drinking and driving is like my thing <laughs> no i didn't i'm not um i do follow the hashtag uh, drunk driving mm-hmm. um yeah. uh there is a correction that i actually had last week mm. um nick was talking about dennis quaid and baseball movies yeah and we said that Dennis Quaid was not in Angels in the Outfield. He was in Field of Dreams. That's mm-hmm. also not true. What is Dennis Quaid was rookie in the, of the year? Rookie. No, not uh, Rookie of the Year. The Rookie. Field of Dreams was Kevin Costner. They all look Costner. the same to me. Yeah. Baseball players. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams was Kevin Costner. I know that. Yeah. But it also had um, had the other guy with the nice eyes. Looks like Derek Carr. I was like the... What's his name? Ray Liotta was in it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking As of. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoeless Joe Jackson. We should cover that someday. That's a fun story. Yeah, baseball. You love baseball. Yeah, yeah. this actually, I'm just lobbing you. He like, didn't wear shoes on the field. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where he got his nickname. He couldn't write or read. No, he was a part of the, the biggest uh, sc- scandal of all time in baseball history. Cheating. Mm-hmm. Oh. Big cheater. Put a little pine, he, didn't, he didn't do it, though. On his... No, they, they threw the game. They threw the World Series. Oh, shit. Yeah, the White Sox. Yeah, it was a big deal. Did he get a lot of money, at least? Mm. Don't I don't think he did it. Say it ain't so, Joe. I'm pretty sure it was like Jewish cartels. Have you read that? Say it ain't so, Joe. Yeah. They, the book you know, <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson's actually what they call our president because he can't even remember <laughs> to put his shoes on before he leaves the <laughs> the White House. Yeah, but it, he remembers to turn over the the Dairy Queen Frosty. <laughs> he remembers two things. He remembers to turn over the Blizzard, and he remembers. Did you oh, say Dairy Queen Frosty? <laughs> Yeah, I, I forget. And he remembers to raise the gas prices. Those are the two things I, that he does. Can you? I can he just see that. him now at his desk mm. dumping frog <laughs> blizzards over and pressing the gas. Dumping the Dairy <laughs> Queen <gas> price button. <laughs> dumping the Dairy Queen Frosty over. Can we make sure to just say we love the Dairy Queen Frosty and then it's his little sassy little skirt on it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good shirt. It's a little sassy. So what are we talking about today, Derek? Yeah, why don't you bring us in? You want to do the intro? That's your thing. Yeah, welcome back to Little mm. Sassy, Little Disturbed. I'm Ian. With me, as always, is Derek. And uh, for the first time uh, on 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 audio that you're actually going to hear, yeah, Stephen A. Smith, everybody, the famous, <laughs> the famous basketball. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> that's that that's what exactly he what he sounds like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's even close, but it's exactly. Good friend of the show, Stephen Vital. One of the yeah. best. One, One of the, the only friends that we have because of our drunk driving. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, did you not want to be named? No, no, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Steven. Steven, what's your social security number? Oh my god, his middle name is starts with an A, just like Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Stephen Albert Smith. It's. F- <laughs> oh, mine's five four three. <laughs> cut, 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 cut that out. Well, you That's guys were both born. Oh wait. He's wait, a ninety two. I'm a ninety three. You were born in Idaho, though. Yeah. Why? Uh, if you were born in Idaho, why you actually the it? same? Yeah. Why do you have the same? Start. Where were you born, California? Wait, does it? Does it? No, I was born in Portland. Oh yeah. I don't think. I think it depends on the year you were born in. No, the, the first three are the are you the pla- born the same So the first year. three are the state and the and the and the uh the like. The I don't city. think so. I think they have a running count of how many babies no. are born, and you just get the <laughs> next number. It's like you take a number at the DMV. Yeah. They just give you the next one. Oh my God, no, they do, but it's so it's the state and the hospital are the first uh are the first two. Okay. Uh, or the state and the city are the first one. The hospital is the second two, and then the last four are which baby in in those? <laughs> which baby are we dealing with yeah. here? I'm a four nine baby. You don't bleep that out, right? No, I'm a four foot nine baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Hasbula, yeah. Hasbula. Uh, I know his last name, Bogdanovich. I think Bogdanovich. Sure, that sounds <laughs> correct. Yeah, he's from Russia, just like our story today. From kind Russia of. with love. He's from Russia with spunk. <laughs> He's definitely a fight. Oh, Magomedov. Oh, yeah, it's like the same thing as what you said. Yeah. You Who's basically Bogdanovich? just you just did a racism. No one. <laughs> He's white. <laughs> no, they're actually not white. Dagestanis? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. He's right. Some of them are and some of them aren't. Well, Hezbollah is. He's Muslim, though. Okay, well, so are, like, Bosnians. It doesn't mean Bosnians you're not white. white. So, Andrew, so is Andrew Tate, top G. He's a Muslim that drinks, which I think is bending the rules is always cool, unless you're a woman and then you're not allowed to. <laughs> the it's important for us to say that we do respect women. Well, God tells you not to. Yeah. But like, like, but we do like, it in spite kinda, of him. He's kind of just joking. And he says, <laughs> he's, like, "It's for the bit." If you if you broke that rule, it's pretty tight. And like, when you get to heaven, he gives you a high five. No, he does a bro like the bro handshake. God's like. All right, Andrew. I told you not to drink, but when you smoked that cigar on your private jet and you had a little bit of scotch, that fucking got me wet, dog. And he brought it in. It br- brings him in. Brings him in. Whispers in his ear. Pass you way too hard on the back. <laughs> <laughs> when you break the cool rules in mm-hmm. in 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 Islam, uh, what God does when you get to heaven is He gives you the ability to surf into every room on a wave. <laughs> yeah. Why does that happen? Because think about how cool that would look. I mean, it's cool. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but God, it's why cool. Does, Ruby always looks so good. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. So? You're, yeah, you're on the last funny. episode. Like, yeah, like, uh, like, Nick was like, why does Ruby, when you left, he was like, why does Ruby always look so good? <laughs> <laughs> so we left it in. We can bleep it out if you want. I hope so. No, no one Googles Ruby and finds you. <laughs> yeah. Good thing we're not. He's, he's got the really cool, like, typed out thing on his typewriter. What's his What's his social security? Oh, they don't have those. Yeah. Lexi, what's your social security number? What? That's how you do it. No, you have to empty your mind. She's right. That's right. actually the smart that's thing how, to do. That's how they because get if she you. ever gets captured by terrorists, she can't tell them. <laughs> like she doesn't know. Yeah, they, she doesn't know. That's how they get you. She empties her mind. That's smart. That's smart. All right. Under the cover of darkness, just before 10.30 p.m. on February 8th in 1904, a squadron of destroyers from the newly established Japanese Navy 
moved through the Yellow Sea. See, now I'm just thinking about P. Oh no, I'm just thinking about P. And That's, that one's boy P. Are you? Are we allowed to? <laughs> are we allowed to say that? Yeah, they named it. Yeah, but I just like I feel like if you're talking about the Japanese, we shouldn't call it the Yellow Sea. It's called the Yellow Sea. Is it? I didn't because they drink like a lot of beer before. The <laughs> <laughs> well, then it wouldn't. It'd be clear though, wouldn't it? Is it? No. Just be foamy. Beer pee is yellow. Why am I doing this? What's <laughs> happening here? So, the, the newly established Japanese Navy moved through the Yellow Sea that swept into Korea Bay towards the Ho-hi? the Hohai Strait. Hohai Strait. Hohai? Hohai? I don't know. I'm going to go with Hohai. Hawaii? Yeah, let's go with Hawaii. Hawaii. Swept through the Korean Bay. No, it's not the Korean Bay. Suddenly, in the darkness, they came upon several Russian destroyers out on patrol in the bay, protecting the Russian fleet stationed at Port Arthur off of the Laodong Peninsula in Manchuria. At the time, the Russian naval base at Port Arthur was universally considered as one of the most heavily fortified stations in the world. This sudden encounter in the dark... We've all had one of those. <laughs> Can I just finish this, please? I have like a nice head of steam here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, go. go just like it. those ships. That's good. <laughs> Go full That's speed. Good. Hey, yeah. hey. Wow. Oof. All right. Well, this sudden encounter in the dark caused mass confusion among the Japanese squadron, and two of their destroyers even plowed into each other. <laughs> nice. Okay. The Russian patrol boats who were following neutral directives simply reported the encounter to HQ. Which is headquarters. For, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ian. That's great. Yeah, in case you're listening to this and you're six years terms. old, <laughs> in case you took your mom's uh, phone and you opened Spotify and you're listening to this, HQ is headquarters. Yeah. How's how's preschool going? Okay. <laughs> you like Fortnite? What'd you, what'd you color today? So the Japanese ships collected their wits and continued toward Port Arthur. Upon arrival, they beheld the Russian Pacific Fleet, one glorious part of the world's third largest navy, at anchor in the exterior harbor of Port Arthur, with all of the lights on. As the Russians slept, the Japanese destroyers mounted a surprise attack. I didn't realize I just put, like, mounted and, and plowed and it's all very and, sexual. And, I, and you guys are just sitting here looking. Okay, so they mounted a surprise attack, uh, firing torpedoes at the Russian vessels whose bright lights made them an easy target against the dark background of the night. Three hours and 16 torpedoes later, Russia's two best battleships, the let's go with Retsvizin. Yeah. Retvizin. Retvizin and the... Cesarevich. Cesarevich. Yeah, yeah. Cesarevich were incapacitated, as was the Palata, an armored cruiser. I pronounced it like it was Spanish almost. Payada? Palada? I hardly know her. This all sounds like when I walked in on my parents. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. We actually do need to pause. What? You know. Uh Uh-huh. No, I don't. That's why I asked. Well, I don't. I wish I... So you did you black out? Yeah, okay. and then I woke up, woke up in my bed with my clothes on and my shoes on. Was there a really sweet smell lingering in your nose? Um, do you know the ether bunny? Ether? <laughs> Does it smell sweet? Do you have some? <laughs> can, I, can I get a whiff? Well, we can talk after after the pod. All three of those vessels would need weeks of repair before they were seaworthy again. Later that same day, now February 9th, Japanese ground troops moved into and seized the capital of Korea, Seoul, and declared war on Russia. You guys, your appetites for history whetted yet? Well, yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of wars start. It's first you land in Korea, 
You, <laughs> you, you fuck them up the ass. And then, and yeah, then yeah. you start the war with the other people. And then you reach around. Every <laughs> single war actually was started with Korea. Yeah. Something about it. Something about that peninsula. Yeah. It just gets people going. It's provocative. It's provocative. It's the uh, the stores of iron and wheat. Shaped like my uncle's wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a normal thing to say. <laughs> well, the war that followed brought Russia with the largest standing army in the world against the swiftly growing imperial power of the freshly modernized Japanese empire. Fresh. This would be the largest war that Japan had ever engaged in and is now referred to as the Russo-Japanese War. Now, I know all of you at home are wondering one thing. How did we get here? How did we get here? <laughs> well, we here at LSLD, we're going to tell you. Derek, you, why, don't you, why don't you drop some knowledge bombs you, on them the way that the Koreans <laughs> hit the, or the Japanese hit the, uh, the Ruskies. Yeah, I'm going to torpedo you with truth. <laughs> show off that degree. Mm. That we're gonna, old degree. We're going to have a shell of a good time. Oh, mm-hmm. buddy. Semen. Yep. Last week, in the previous four episodes, a lot of cum, and we didn't have a choice. It wasn't our choice. We didn't want to make the cum jokes. dolphin cum. They were just there. And so now we're past that. We're maturing. Yeah. Pee. We're talking about semen now. <laughs> and pee. And yeah, the pee thing. To be is, fair, there is, no, there is no cum in semen. Semen is just the vessel for sperm to It's like the, 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 gooey, the gooey matrix that yeah, the sperm Yeah, exactly. Is. Isn't cum the whole thing? It hangs out. Uh, the whole thing is cum. Sure. Okay. So the collapse of Chinese power and influence in Korea and Manchuria as a whole gave way to rivaling imperial aspirations between Russia and Japan, among other European powers. Japan wanted to annex Korea for resources and to create a reliable buffer between them and China. (laughs) Russia needed a warm water port and had recently expanded the Trans-Siberian Railway into Manchuria. I actually saw them in middle school. They they rock pretty hard. It's my favorite uh, kind of Christmas music. Is this are you? Is this just Trans Siberian Orchestra? You took the. I'm tra- not talking about the cis Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming. Okay. You know who didn't see it coming? <laughs> the Rushi- the Russians, the Russians, <laughs> the Russians when the Japanese invaded the uh, the harbor. I thought that um, we'd do a two parter here. So the second part's going to be, you know, all the, the blood and the guns and the gore, and all the that cum. shit you people love. There's no cum. Uh-huh. All this sh- there's probably some rape somewhere, but we're not going to cover it. It's war. It's just war, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to cover that in the second episode. In this episode, we're going to lay down a little bit of a background, a uh, foundation for why were these guys fighting each other? Yeah, we're going to blow the back out. Um, so what, uh, we're going to start with Japan. Yeah. Okay. Japan used to be a tributary state to China multiple times until about 1549, but most countries in East Asia around Japan were tributary states. You're talking Korea, Vietnam, Nepal. Yeah, they were not the greatest countries in the world. They were just a tribute. They just hung out around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tributaries were more like fancy ritual trading partners. Like every year they would send China uh, China tribute with like a procession and all that sort of, um, you know, just put it it on airs. It's a different kind of tribute I've heard. (laughs) Okay. Well... (laughs) So, and China would send them home with gifts that were probably worth more than their entire tribute. It really was just like a cheap, easy way to secure their borders. Everyone is pals, you know? Mm-hmm. Friends. They're all friends. Korea was the closest tributary to the Chinese capital of Beijing, which was very important to the Chinese, but Korea was even closer to Japan. 
Korea found itself torn between China and Japan, and later on, that's when the European powers move in. Mostly Russia and Britain, but, you know, France had a little finger in there. You know, the French and those fingers. Like lady fingers? Yeah. Like lady the cookie? F- little, little biscuits? Sure you want, are we, little things? We're sh- back on to put on tiramisu? Back on to food? I oh, wait, is it lady fingers or, t- or Madeline's? No, no, they're, they're, they're lady fingers. Okay. But that's that's Italian. Tiramisu? Yeah, it's what you put on. Lady fingers is what you put on tiramisu, right? You, I, you don't put it on. It is tiramisu. Well, it's, like, it's like around it. Yeah. It's like it's it's like the main thing. The it's, like a, it's like a, it's lady fingers dipped in coffee with with cream on it. It's cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Before eighteen sixty eight, Japan was largely agrarian and essentially under a form of centralized feudalism. Derek, for those who don't know, can you give us like a brief explanation, like a like a five sentence explanation of what feudalism is? Feudalism? Yeah. I I realize this is going to sound like a bit. Yeah. I know what it is, but I know that there's people out there that don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately for you, uh, if you'd have led, uh, if you'd have led the, them, if you'd have read the outline, it's actually, actually, I'm going to explain it. Yeah. I don't see it. In the okay. Next well, we'll see. Lines, so, so, feudal Japan basically was from 1185 to 1868. Feudalism, in a European sense, is when there's a lord who, basically, a landlord, and everybody pays him to live on his land by working for him. Right. Right. So, and by working for him and living, they, they get, they get some of the food just enough to not starve to a death bit. you know poor people don't need a lot of food this is a commonly accepted thing their bodies adapt they're yeah. fine that's why uh, gout is a rich man's disease because they need the red right. meat and the mead mm-hmm. and the things poor people don't need any of that what they need is religion hard work mm-hmm. a, a good old healthy glass of milk and no condoms nope have as many kids as you can so you can work your fields extra well yeah and you gotta like let some of them die. Mm-hmm. It's like, fine. It's like it's, fine. it's like you know. You it's got, Darwinism. You got dog yeah. breeders, right? You get the bad puppies. You just drown them. Yeah, <laughs> you just <smoke laughs> them in the river. It's blind. It's blind in one eye. You dunk it. Yeah. But here's the thing: the, the a lot of the babies die because, first of all, God needs singers in His heavenly choir. <laughs> number one, and little kids have the highest range. Right. He knows that. Anyway, feudal Japan was from 1185 to 1868, and there were four main casts. Do I need to explain to you what casts are? No, that's like what SNL has, right? Yeah. There's like Pete Davidson. Yeah, this is all. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson's actually the warrior class. Uh, Andy Samberg <laughs> is the peasant class, and the craftsmen and artisans. Those are Kyle Mooney and Beck. I think you've got that backwards. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, Andy Samberg is the warrior class, and Pete Davidson is the peasant class. His father died in 9-11. Have some fucking respect. (laughs) Okay. So there's the warrior class, the she, the peasant class, which is no, the craftsman and artisans, which is ko, and the merchant class, which is sho. I like to think that the peasant class was called no because it was the response when they asked if they could vote. (laughs) I don't think think any of them could vote. (laughs) Uh, Samurai could. It was... Did, did yeah. they vote? There's an empire. I don't know if you can vote for a new emperor. I think they voted for like uh like improve like new libraries. Who was the emperor at the time? Sales tax. The emperor at the time it, it wasn't unified. It's a feudal system, so there isn't really a well, no, There's there, an there, there's a there figurehead. Was, there, there was like a, a main emperor, but yeah. they, they had like separate like They had no power essentially. They were just like four more years of the emperor. Yeah, well pa- uh, power power is rechanneled from a central power, in this case, it would be a shogunate, and diffused among wealthy landowners, which are the 
Daimyo? Daimyo. Daimyo? Daimyo. And the powerful warlords, right? Well, th- think of it Think of it like this. The Daimyo mm-hmm. had their own little sections of Japan, right? Yeah. Kind of like the Hokage, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we right, go. And, and, and the, 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 the mm-hmm. little sections were like the different hidden leaf. Fillet. The, Great. No, they're not What's the Hokage? He's the, he, he's the leader of a village, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, a section of land. They had like little borders and shit. Okay. Um, and technically, like the Hidden Leaf Village is like uh-huh. the, uh, the United States, right? And like the other ones are like okay. the not as cool as United States ones. Mm-hmm. Well, like the fucking Hidden Leaf Village had all the nukes, the all the ninja nukes, and all mm-hmm. the other ones were like, "Hey, why do you have all the ninja nukes? We're gonna get some ninja nukes." And then, and then all the other Hokage were, were like, "Like, well, if you're gonna get ninja nukes, we should get ninja nukes." Mm-hmm. Fair. And you know, they is it eight hundred episodes to explain that? <laughs> yeah. Is this is this Avatar? No, it's Naruto. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those little swirly pieces that you find. In oh, your you mean like the. The kids with headbands at school that run weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Ho! Oh! <laughs> I, I I knew a kid. Well, you, you saw all those kids that you like, knew a ran, kid. Well, okay. You saw all those kids that ran like Naruto because they like they thought they went faster. They go faster because they run like that. They right? do. It's aerodynamic. I knew a kid that ran like a Velociraptor because Velociraptors run faster. Yeah, but he didn't have a tail. Velociraptors run fast because their their body is leaning forward at the top. And their tail balances. Well, he did that too, but he also like held his arm. So he had—he was just a kid with scoliosis that you made fun <laughs> of. <laughs> no, he was on my baseball team. Oh, that? cool. <laughs> so did he hold the bat like a pier? No, he—he he swung like normal, but when, okay. he, when he ran the bases, he ran like a little. He's like on his way to first, going like. <laughs> That's actually not what they sounded like. They would historically sound like uh, birds, and velociraptors yeah. were actually pretty small. Wow. Uh, the uh, Jurassic Park depiction is uh, wow. not very uh, so interesting. Yeah, they don't have feathers. Wow. They need feathers. They're, more, they're like birds. Yeah. 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 Great. I'm going to get Anyways. another water. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> you, you're, you'd win that bet, pal. Yeah. Every time. Actually, you like your raptors. I'm calling HR. <laughs> he just, well, he just threw a can. Unfortunately for you, buddy, Ian is HR. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're not. It's not looking good for us. Those finding themselves outside of the landowning clique offered their services to the landowners in exchange for food and shelter, which I went over earlier. There was still an emperor from. See, I told you I had all this fucking covered, but you didn't fucking not trust really, me. But okay. There was still an emperor from whom the other ruling classes supposedly drew their power. However, during this time, the emperor was no more than a figurehead. Yeah, and he was probably like 12. I want more candy! (laughs) (laughs) I don't think candy had been invented yet. Mm -hmm. I've had candy for a long time, I'm positive. You guys want to talk about samurais? Yeah. Big swords? Hi! Hi. Okay. So, Hello. <laughs> we already we already <laughs> greeted each other. The samurai were a cast of military nobility who worked for the daimyo protecting them and their interests. Samurai were compensated handsomely for their services and allowed unique privileges such as... Stephen, you want to read that? Is it Kirisute Gomen? Yeah, uh, Kirisute Gomen. Which basically means that they could kill lower-class people for almost I, any reason. I'm, I'm not an expert. Yeah, we're trying. Kirisute Gomen. I watch a lot of anime. Yeah. Basically, it just meant that the samurai, if if they got bumped into on the street by a poor person, they could they could just like slice an artery, kind of like the police force now. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, a lot of them would just like fuck around and like, hey, you bump into me and like maybe I'll take a finger or two or you know. Where'd they stick that finger? Maybe I'll maybe I'll fuck your wife. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Anything can happen. I could take your finger. I could fuck your wife. I guess there's just two things. I guess not anything. Kind of sounds like the mafia, honestly. (laughs) A little bit. A lot of them were jerks. Yeah, well, they were big meanie heads. Little, little, little stupid heads, fucking my wife and chopping my fingers off. <laughs> there you go, everybody. We've we've summed up three hundred years of <laughs> Japanese culture and history by saying samurai were meanie heads. So, <laughs> the the samurai held this position of power, even expanding their political influence as a ruling class for nearly seven hundred years until their dissolution in eighteen seventy six. Right, Tom Cruise was actually the last one. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he, he was like Saki. And that's and Scientology, Saki and Scientology. Yeah, and he gave that that little little, little man a kiss as he was dying. Remember <laughs> that part of the movie? I've never seen it. Well, Stephen and I watched it together. I'm trying to remember Tom Cruise giving the little guy a oh, kiss. It was, it was that bald man, right? He was like dying, and like, <laughs> went, and they were like, they were like, they, they they had like a little passionate moment on the battlefield, and like, like uh, the Japanese man was like. Tom, he's calling it Tom. <laughs> he went, Tom, give me a big old kiss. Tom, 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 don't let me die like this. Not without a little kiss. It's New Year's Eve, Tom. I just want a little smooch. <laughs> the clock's about to strike midnight. You're looking really, really cute with that Tom knot, little Tom. Did he have a Tom knot in that yeah. movie? Yeah, he culturally appropriated yeah. the shit out of that movie. That was cool. I love it when white people get to star in Asian movies. Mm-hmm. Great Wall, Ghost in the Shell. Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as we know, <laughs> speaking of white people starring in Asian movies, as far as we know, the Portuguese were the first Europeans to make contact with Japan in 1543. And nothing bad happened to them. Nope. Uh, Portugal introduced the Japanese to matchlock firearms and Christianity. God, guns, and alcohol, yeah. and and the Japan's actually like really liked the idea of Jesus. They're like, oh, that's really cool. Did man. you say the Japan's? <laughs> In sixteen oh three, yeah, yeah. My neighborhood was fine until all these Japan's started moving in. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Gran Torino starring <laughs> Clint Eastwood. <laughs> 1603, following a period of civil war, Sengoku, uh, the Sengoku period in 1467 to 1590, uh, Tokugawa Leosu. Leosu. Leosu? There's no O in there. You said Leosu. Leosu. Okay, what do you mean? Leosu? I'm not sure. I'm Tokugawa not. Leosu uh, defeats a coalition of feudal lords and established sovereignty over most of Japan. Looks like uh, those feudal lords' efforts were futile. <laughs> okay. He did not create a unified Japan. He rather continued to allow the operation of the current feudal system, though he did take on the title of shogun and replaced opposing feudal lords with friends and family. When you feudal, you family. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, as I forgot, Olive Garden's rich history of Japanese <laughs> tradition. This is commonly known in Japanese history as the Olive Garden period. The OG. The OG period. Uh, they were essentially allowed autonomy with a few restrictions. Any intermarriage between the families of lords had to be cleared by the shogun, and every year he forced some of their family members to live with him in the capital city of Edo. Um, Edo. Uh, I knew I was going to fuck that Are up. you an edophile? 
<laughs> and every year he forced some of their family members to live with him in Edo uh, as sort of like a hostage situation to encourage loyalty. So it's kind of like they didn't have a king, but it was kind of like Prima Nocta, it sounds like. I don't know what that is. It's where the king gets to fuck the bride of every wedding. It's not like that. Yeah, I get to watch you take a bath. (laughs) He's like, and every year your stepsisters has to all come live with me. (laughs) The king just goes, dump them out, madam. (laughs) It's just a room full of washing machines. (laughs) You will all get stuck at once. (laughs) A bang, a bang, a bang. (laughs) Whoopsie. I do say your pantaloons must come <laughs> off. <laughs> this is the, this is how the Japanese sound. So yeah, they tickled each other with a little little, little feathers. <laughs> 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 They're all hedonism bot. <laughs> so they they also had to the, the God. The feudal lords also had to get permission from the shogun before undergoing construction projects in their regions. That's just that's just like an HOA, right? Yeah, they had an HOA. They're like. I was thinking about putting in um, sort of like a guard tower in this corner to stop the poor people from running away. And he's just like, what is that going to look like? Can, do you have any... Uh, Can I see a... Your blueprint? Did you have an architect sign off on A sketch this? of that? Engineers go over this. So this guy became the first shogun of the Tokugawa shogunate and began a period known as the Edo period, which would take Japan from 1603 to 1867. The Edo period was known for peace and prosperity for the most part, as well as the ascent of a new merchant class and the escalation of industrialization. During most of the Edo period, Japan adhered to an isolationist policy known as Sagaku? Sakoku. Sudoku? There's no G in there, dog. It's Sakoku. How are you misreading your words? Those aren't my words. These belong to the people of Japan. Sakaku? <laughs> Sakaku? Sakaku? Sakaku. Uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I just watch anime. <laughs> So Sakaku literally translates to chained country. Cool. Allison chained country. Hell yeah. Relations and trade with other countries were firmly restricted. In addition, essentially all foreigners were not allowed on Japanese soil, and Japanese people were prohibited from leaving Japan. They were grounded, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No TV for a week, and you can't leave the island. No Fortnite. Yeah, you can't have those little, little rice candies with the... Oh, the, the ones rabbits? where you eat the wrappers? Yeah. Yeah. They come with stickers? Do they come with stickers? The ones that I bought did. I don't, She's I don't know. She's so sweet. Talking. Make me want to lick the wrapper. <laughs> the Dutch alone were allowed very limited trade permissions, and it was restricted to one small island port. Yeah, it's because they like their little shoes a little too much. <laughs> little wooden shoes. We are going to clog. I don't know what Dutch people sound like. Yahinga dinger jerk. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make the Japan the clogs. That is somehow the most racist thing you've ever done. <laughs> We're allowed to do that for you. Yeah. Right, people. Doesn't when I was in it. when I was in Amsterdam, <laughs> we I, want to sell you some porn. <laughs> I stroke you, you cock. I, I couldn't understand any, anything that they were saying on the train except they used the only English words they used were Jesus Christ and fuck. I've heard that. Yeah, so they, that. they would just be like talking They're in Dutch. Swears. And then all of a sudden yeah. you'd be like, you know, blah, 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 they'd blah, like, blah. They'd be like, jinger, 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 jargon, 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 fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh, I got that part. Yeah. All right. Oh, he said, um,. Jesus Christ. Tokugawa Iemitsu, the third Tokugawa shogunate, is largely credited for the official implementation of Sokoku, 
in large part because they feared outside influence would weaken the shogunate's control over the common people. Boy, were they wrong. <laughs> Just the Seinfeld baseline. Europeans and Americans had been attempting to open communication and trade with Japan for a very long time and were rebuffed numerous times. Ever since the Portuguese essentially... And again, raped nothing, their country. No, nothing bad happened to them. No, nothing no. bad ever. <laughs> We're not. This isn't leading up to anything. No, no the Port- the Portuguese didn't. Uh, they didn't actually attack. I don't think they just sort of showed up and said. They 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 brought. Ew. They, 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 they showed up. They're like, look at my crucifix. They said, look at this gun. They said, hola, <laughs> but I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, I speak Portuguese. So what's a por- what's a Portuguese? Me. A Portuguese is worth two in the bush, right? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Europeans and Americans had attempted to open communication and trade with Japan and were rebuffed numerous times. This included many missionaries. In fact, there was one instance in 1597 where the Japanese crucified 26 Catholic missionaries at Nagasaki. Oh. So it's like the like the second worst thing to ever happen there. So that's what happened to them. They were crucified? Or the yeah. You ever heard of the the cocktail the Nagasaki? It's two parts sake, one part eggnog. <laughs> yeah. How long? How long did that one take? It's a real thing. I don't get it. Is it Nagasaki? It's eggnog and sake. Nagas. Yeah. No. I, I get simple? it. I, I ain't laughing, but I get it. <laughs> it's, it's so simple. I thought there was gonna be some sort of nuance to it. These are the jokes, people. Yep. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah. They, they crucified twenty six cats. Yeah, they grabbed all these these Portuguese guys and, yeah, and they Adam Driver, Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield, and they actually got Scorsese too, yeah. and they strung him up on the cross. And they wow, said, a real cosmic gumbo of <laughs> <laughs> it's it was very Kafka esque, and they just they put them up on these crosses, and they, I I like to think that the the missionaries were like, look at our cross, and they showed them why was why were why were the Portuguese French? Look at the clues. <laughs> Okay, so on July 8th, 1853, Commodore Matthew Perry, on behalf of the United States government, sailed in... Like what? from Friends? No. Oh. Like from the Navy... From the United States Navy. I don't think he was in, in the Navy now. Is that Polly Shore? In the Navy. Oh my god, Polly Shore. In the Navy, he's got to be Polly C because he's not on the shore anymore. So, uh, Matthew Perry in 1853 sailed into Edo, now called Tokyo, by the way, with a small fleet and demanded essentially at gunpoint that Japan open itself up to trade with the United States. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just accidentally went to the wrong port and when they told him you know wrong port buddy he was like yeah yeah it's a real shotgun diplomacy there it's it's actually called gunboat diplomacy but i what i read was that he they kept asking him to go to nagasaki and he literally was like no i'm already here i wanna he knew it was their capital (laughs) so he crossed his arms went no (laughs) i don't know if you i don't know if you know where i'm from but (laughs) i'm american yeah um, so uh, the great 
great grandfather of Tyler Perry. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen the Medea movies, yeah. but like when those come out, you're gonna love them. You're gonna oh, be so em- you're gonna be so embarrassed when the Medea movies when come out. When Medea goes to church, when <laughs> Medea invades Japan, <laughs> when Medea uses gunboat diplomacy. <laughs> oh Lord! But Medea scared stupid. Yeah. Uh, Medea goes Wait, to Africa. Is it scared stupid? I thought that was Ernest. It's called Boo a Medea's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same cinematic universe, right? No way. Ernest yeah. and Medea? They never meet, but they live in the same I world. love the MCU so much. <laughs> the Medea cinematic universe. Okay. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... So the U.S., they wanted new markets, and they wanted raw materials, and they wanted bootleg Medea DVDs. So They, they also f- wanted raw men. So stupid. That might be the dumbest bit you've ever done. <laughs> you didn't even do anything. You just spaced the words out. <laughs> Did you add a W? Sure. Okay. So, okay. at the time, the Japanese government asked the daimyo for advice about Commodore Perry, and many of them essentially said to tell him to fuck off, uh, and they actually began an Expel the Barbarians movement because they had seen what happened in China, and they were not interested in becoming a quasi-colony uh, like every other country around them apparently was, Vietnam, China, things like that. At this time, the Japanese government lacked a navy and knew that Western powers would not stop until they gave in. So, in 1854, at the convention of Kanagawa, the Sokoku era was brought to an end. Was the convention of Kanagawa the trade show where they finally showed off that they had real Gundams? Yeah, they... they... <laughs> Can I just talk about how dumb that like giant Gundam really is? And they think it's so cool. It's it, it, it like takes like ten minutes to take a step, but you know they speed up the video. It's like oh look, we did it. We did it. It's a real Gundam. So the Japanese allowed the United States two ports of trade, and in 1858 the Treaty of Amity and Commerce opened up further ports and allowed foreigners to even reside in Japan. Russia, Britain, France, and Holland followed Perry's example, Commodore Perry, um, mm-hmm. and as opposed to Commodore 64. And Medea leveraged their navies to force Japan <laughs> into trade agreements. She said, "Oh Lord, <laughs> oh Lord!" It, it's just another example of of America just protecting free trade. It has the word "free" in it. Laissez faire. And like, it doesn't yeah. matter if you make them do it by gunpoint. It's it's it is freedom and it's it's what they really want. I'm just really glad that America kept up the trade with Japan and made sure that Japan always had safe trade routes, right? I like that. I like to think of it because you know, whenever I'm like feeling down and out or low on money, I go to seven eleven and I put a sock over my head and I pull out a revolver <laughs> and I say, Give me free money and he he always does. Like they always have to. They're you know Yeah, and I'm just the blue haired guy with the bone through his nose. I just say Commodore Matthew 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 Perry, Commodore Tyler Perry, Medea Medea herself came to me in a dream. She said, "Protect American freedom, rob that fucking Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. You need your little snacks. You need your peach rings. Your combos. You're saying all of this to the guy that works at Seven <laughs> Eleven. You're explaining this to him. He's just like he has pissed his pants already. Like, <laughs> he literally doesn't know where he is." <laughs> And Tyler Perry didn't win a PET award for nothing. I'm telling you, I need this. Did you say PET? Pretty young thing. 
<laughs> well, he changed it because he won all the awards. He still and hasn't then, gotten a Grammy. Uh, well, it doesn't Why matter. would he? He's the best country singer they, of our they, generation. They, they 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 changed it into a Perry Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> no oh yeah, and then they started a beverage company called Perry Air. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> My favorite sword move is <laughs> the, the Tyler Perry. <laughs> Block and Tyler put, Perry. It's where you put on a moo moo and yell, Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> and now, if you spin really quick, it's a Perry wet. Oh, um, my God. Ooh. Yeah. It's also a really good cookie. Perry? Perry wet. Oh, it's <laughs> a Perry cookie. Yeah, so they have Oreos. It's a Perrier, yo. <laughs> so Russia, like I said earlier before, I was rudely interrupted with the Tyler Perry extended universe. <laughs> Russia, Britain, France, and Holland followed Perry's example, and they leveraged their navies to force Japan into trade agreements. Agreements, And sometimes they even worked together to disarm and put down resistance from Japanese feudal domains. And that's going to bring us into the Mayhe Restoration. It's the what? The Mayhe Rest in Peace. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you use the... the because I've only ever taken Spanish. Jaritos. Jaritos. <laughs> Tajin. Yeah. Jalapeno. So it's Meiji? Meiji. Meiji yeah. restoration. Mm-hmm. Great. What is that? A car. It's a car. Huh. People drive because we live in America. So 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 there. basically there was these things called horses, right? Okay. And then we Before were that like, what? Feet. 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 Oh, we make it the clog. <laughs> We want our feet to hurt and make creaky sounds when we walk. Click clack, click a clack, click a clack. Windmill. Pinocchio. You want the cock? That's Italian. You want the rabbit tug? Pinocchio. So quick submission by the Japanese government to the U.S. and other Western powers showed weakness to an already restless population. Many feared that they would become victims of colonial aggression as they had seen happen to the neighboring China. And we're going to talk about the 1866 Sacho. Sacho? Yeah. Sacho Bob? (laughs) That's so stupid. I've changed my mind. That's the dumbest joke you've made tonight. Yes, the 1866 Sacho Bob. So in 1866, there were several reformist groups that joined together in support of the return to practical imperial rule. So in 1866, reformist groups joined together in support of the return to practical imperial rule and challenged the ruling Tokugawa shogunate to step aside and return power to an emperor. Real power this time. So an emperor would now be in charge, but was expected to listen to numerous advisors. The first emperor, Komai? Komi. Komei. Komi 2012? Komei. Komei uh, didn't last very long and uh, in bed, and so his wife left him. And then uh, the, the shogunate went back to the original. They got rid of the emperor because he, he could come too fast. <clears throat> so the first emperor, after all this happened, died pretty quickly. But his son, Prince Sachi, became Emperor Meiji, for whom the restoration is named. Then in 1868, we have a war. It's called the Boshin War, and uh, this is where the Armenian genocide happened, and it's actually... Did it? 
No, that was in like 19, 1990. <laughs> yeah, it was recently. So the Boshan War of 1868 marked the end of the Edo period and ushered in the Meiji Restoration or the Honorable Restoration. I have a quote here from Columbia University. That's a scholarly source, as you Can all know. It? Yeah, yeah, buddy. Can you? No. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll try. Okay. I'll sound the words Sound out. it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, 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 Tyler Perry. <laughs> What, 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 what's the, it all about? Check. When the Meiji Emperor was restored as head of Japan in 1868, the nation was a militarily weak country. It was primarily agricultural and had little technological development. It was controlled by hundreds of semi-independent feudal lords. The Western powers, Europe and the U.S., had forced Japan to sign treaties that limit its control over its foreign trade and required that crimes concerning foreigners in Japan be tried not in Japan but in Western courts. Thank you. <clears throat> Sounds pretty bad. I think we can all agree. <laughs> Rather than fall into colonialism, Japan opted to alter itself quickly and effectively into a new world power, and this brought an end to the Tokunawa shogunate. That's not how you say that. Yeah, They altered themselves so much, they started wearing... Little suits. Little suits? They grew big old mustaches, and mm-hmm. they started doing middle parts. Uh, Tokugawa. Yeah, I see that now. All right, so and this... I'm tra- the one that can't read. You can read Japanese. So this transitions Japan from the... No. <laughs> so this transitions Japan from the feudal to a market economy. Feudal domains are abolished and are absorbed by the government, and the... The government declares all classes to be equal. I mean, like, the... In the same way that all men were created equal, but you know, unless you're a woman, or unless you're well, no, all men, and unless you didn't own land, and uh, you, you know, you, little, you didn't have enough money. So only seven percent of the people could vote after this. So I think that's what you're alluding to. The other yeah. thing that I thought was funny is this is about what is this the 1880s or 1890s? And one of the videos I watched, I was telling Stephen, it was really hard to find documentaries that weren't like very Western biased, where they were like Matthew Perry helped the Japanese. Japan but- was just a bunch of butt lickers. Yeah, yeah. So and then one of them was like freedom from their evil ways. Yeah, <laughs> one of them was like one of them was like. Uh, the guy was talking about this, and he was like, yeah, only 7% of the men could vote, and the women couldn't even vote, so they weren't that progressive. And I was like, bro, we women, couldn't, women couldn't vote in America until 1919. Like, you're still like, it's not like America was like, yeah, everybody over here is voting, and the black people are totally, they're totally Progress. cool. We'll, they're we'll, hip. We'll give them votes, but We're hip. their votes are only like, you know, tiny votes. Little, 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 little bit. And they still got you're technically allowed to own land. But it's expensive. So on that note, let's talk about lost privileges. Because Ian has lost mic privileges. I like to call it lost wages. <laughs> that's, that's Vegas. So, oh, yeah, so the samurai lost privileges. Uh, they couldn't walk around and stab poor people to death anymore. Oh, no. You, you just can't say anything anymore. You can't stab anybody anymore. <laughs> um, and their swords were banned, and they cut off their traditional top knots, and essentially they became, as Stephen was saying, the newly formed business class with the little mustaches and the little suits. No, they were pretty big. I looked at the Big pictures. mustaches. Big mustaches. Okay. That was the style, though. Everybody had them. German Middle parts. Knee. Middle parts. They loved the middle parts. I don't know why. Because it was Western. Yeah. You know who else loved the middle part? Boston Corbett. I thought you were going to say Hitler, I swear to God. No, he had a comb over. That's right. I don't know why. It's just the way you... 
You just always look like you, you can't stop this guy from saying Hitler. Yeah, he just looks like, <laughs> like, like it's on the tip you of look his like tongue a, all the time. Yeah, you look like you have Hitler on the tip of your tongue at all times. There so, it is! <laughs> so, the samurais were abolished. Uh, the tradition of pain with rice was abolished, and they switched to money. It was all about that cream. Or yen. Cream, get the money. Yen yen bills, y'all. So the uh, they spin. <laughs> This led into the adoption of Western institutions and technology. So it's into your adoption. It's very okay. My mom not wanting me. So this is a very. We're gonna discuss a very very quick turnover with the Japanese, from like I said, an agrarian feudal society to very very quickly becoming a Western influenced society, and they did it to avoid overt Western influence. So what you're saying is we gave them freedom. <laughs> no, well, I, that's not what I'm saying. I, I think like the main thing that drove them initially was, was like cars. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, they they got little tiny cars. I've been wanting one of those tiny <laughs> trucks. Well, like a K truck. Yeah, yeah, we have a dealership near us. Ketamine it's truck. A, yeah, it's you can actually value. import them if you get if you get a if you get a broker to that you can work with to get it through customs. You can get it for way cheaper. My little brother did it. Oh yeah, yeah. I like, mean, I, I saw that place has like. They're around sixteen thousand. Oh, dude, you could do it for like nine. Okay, yeah, nine dollars. Find a broker. I kind of want one of the vans. Yeah, that's what my brother bought. Yeah, you know what they, they have? Some of the vans that they have, like yeah, the swivel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Like, yeah, that's exactly what he bought. It was a Honda K van. Okay. You know, you know why? I'll they, ask him more about it. Yeah, because I want one. You yeah. know, you know why they call them brokers? Because <laughs> they leave you broke. Because so they <laughs> if, it, if it ain't broke don't fix it. You know why they call it the stock market? <laughs> if it ain't broke or don't we should we should throw them in the stocks. <laughs> well, that's funny. That's there are animals. <laughs> Those guys. Like well, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the point I was getting to is I think they were like humiliated that like these like people came in and they're like wow why do you really fucked our shit well, up? Yeah, they like like kind of bullied them into like opening up and they're like you know what fuck you we'll take your shit. Well, and they never needed it before that though because here's the thing they because they're on they an island. Right. No, they they because they're on an island. The big mountain made out of vibranium, right? No. This and is so. <laughs> Wakanda forever. This is um no, because they're on an island and and ship warfare wasn't a thing before this. Yeah. They didn't have to worry about it, but then all of a sudden People show up with ships that have fucking cannons on them. Yeah. They have a problem now. That's they what didn't it have is. The foresight to 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 think about naval combat essentially. Is well, what they you're well, the Portuguese came. Yeah, they had no they had the, no the reason por- to. The Portuguese came up with like just hand, hand ships like, with handguns hand and shit, guns. like pirate guns. Yeah, like like it took it took them like like um, um, like like two minutes to reload their gun, and even if they did shoot the bullet, they could just deflect it with their swords. They could. They samurai, the, the samurai can just they cut it. So they're so fast, like Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah all the Japanese people are just like Deadpool, Ian. Yeah. So they adopted a lot of Western institutions and technology, including judicial, political, and military systems. They wanted to modernize, so they sent students to Russia, France, Japan, and the Netherlands to learn the basics of technology and science. Do you know what that movement was called? I remember a name being. They have a specific name for it, but I couldn't pronounce it anyway. And then I'd get an angry email to add on to the other yeah. angry email that I'm going to get. It was, it was like kind of like they made it like a whole mission. Stacia, can we pull that up? Yeah, yeah can we look this up? So you look that up. So well, and they so also what was the? Uh, we were, uh, I just Japan. realized that. Sorry, I, I was going to ask you what the movement was called, but then I realized that's what I'm. Gonna yeah, that's what it. I need you to look up. Yeah. So they also brought in Western advisors uh, from the countries I named earlier. 
And they began building very quickly. They built post offices, railroads, and established a standing military. Because before that, basically everyone, like the samurai, all these classes were uh, mercenary groups that, that worked for various landlords and things like that. So you're, you're talking about catching up on 400 years of Western progress in four years. Yeah, they had to learn how to do like the, the stupid little gun warfare, mm-hmm. dig trenches. They got big old machine guns too. That was like, yeah. that was like I think one of the first things they really imported over, like fucking Gatling guns. Well, they bought mo- they bought most of their weapons from Britain. Yeah, uh, and then they brought. Um, so there was basically they had two slogans for it. It was uh, uh-huh. Fukoku Kiyohe, which means just do it. Which no, <laughs> which was enrich the country, strengthen the military, and. Uh, Bunmei Kaika, which was civilization and enlightenment. Yeah. It was under the Meiji, Meiji leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Abolish the white devil. And then there was the Iwakura mission. Yeah, that's that's the that's the name I heard. Uh, oh, Iwakura. That's the one that's sending out all the... Yeah, that's yeah. when they, they, they yeah. send up a bunch okay. of scholars to like basically copy a bunch of people's homework. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like uh, you know... Uh. The Japanese people came back and they, <laughs> instead of saying konnichiwa, they went... Strasvut, your mother. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Usually you're copying the homework of the, of the Asian kid. Oh. <laughs> but in this case... Ha, 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 well, ha, so none of the other countries had focused on arithmetic as heavily as Japan. Yeah. Figure that math out. It doesn't add up. So, speaking of adding up, they didn't have enough soldiers. So they switched to conscription. And if you're not familiar with conscription, it's... What your doctor gives you for prescription... God <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Your doctor gives you yeah, no, you, you don't get another try. Medicine. I'm leaving that nope. in. Little goofs and gaffs. Little goof. Little goof these are, these goof. are the bloopers. <laughs> you, you get to get to the end of uh, a fucking uh, Toy Story. You know, with the, Toy the, Story. Yeah, when they animate the little. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The end of Toy, Toy Story. Story. <laughs> the end of Toy Story is just Tim Allen saying slurs. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you say the N word anymore? I'm I don't. Gonna. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> What do you mean I can't say it? <laughs> All right. Conscription. Imagine him saying the N-word, but in the cadence of, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pictured it way too quickly. Yeah. Conscription. What is it good for? Not a lot, but it's good for replacing the samurai class. So the Japanese started doing that. They enacted conscription. <laughs> they skipped the firstborn and they conscripted the secondborn. So if you have an older brother. Get fucked. Or wait, no. You, you're the winner. Nope. If you've an older brother, you're the loser. So the average citizens weren't big fans of it. They didn't love it. Um, Conscription, that's like a draft? Yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was like, you know, a five-year, like every citizen has to, if of a certain age, every male citizen. That's so women can't vote, but they also don't have to go to war, so... Yeah. Well, they 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 get the they get the the opportunity to produce soldiers like Sparta. Yeah. Ovary and out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Thank you for your cervix. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, elites I'm thought that war would unify them. Yep, we'll see. And uh, the Japanese government and the military pushed the idea that new soldiers are the continuation of the Samaria. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read Japanese. <laughs> or the Bushido. Uh, this is where a lot of ideas that we are familiar with as Americans, we've gotten a lot of Japanese propaganda, and so we're... If you if we think about Japanese soldiers before I did this research, 
uh, even though I was a history major, a lot of those things about like never surrendering or kamikaze or like those are the things that come to your mind. They'd rather die than right. yeah. than death before dishonor. Death before dishonor, but they, or they'd rather die than dishonor their their emperor. Right. A lot of that uh, is, is again, it's propaganda. That the average guy would He's rather like, would, fuck this. Yeah, he'd rather go yeah, home. I'm sure, like yeah. most drafted people, would rather not kill themselves. Yeah, yeah. I'd kill myself if I got drafted, but not for my country. <laughs> so I'd move to. Japanese Canada. I'd take them all. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, with yeah. That's just the water. So, <laughs> yeah. so just take a little dip and drown myself. It's called Ottawa. I would swim to Taiwan. <laughs> Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> when the Japanese sent uh, people over to other countries to learn things, and they brought in Western advisors, one of the constant things that Western advisors would warn Japan of. Was that Korea, which we haven't talked a lot about yet, but Korea is very important here. It's, it's yep. paramount. Paramount actually also produces all the Tyler Perry movies. But they warned that Korea was a dagger pointed at the heart of Japan. By 1890, Japan had the most modern army in Asia. Uh, this brought on the first Sino-Japanese War in 1894 to about 1895, not very long. So this, this war is essentially over Korea. Korea had been important to China for a very long time, all the way back to like 109 BC, uh, before Christ, where China no, invaded. Big China. <laughs> I hate that so much. So China invaded and colonized Korea, and basically that's when Korea became a tributary of China. Now, Korea, there's a very deep and diverse history to Korea that we will not get into today, but we will acknowledge it because Stephen and I tried to research the Sino-Japanese War, but because of everything else we had on our plates, it's a very complicated war. It hurt my brain to read about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it hurts my brain to read that, that joke book called, Don't Wait for Your Ship to Come In, Swim Out to Meet It. So, I think that's in your uh, parents' bathroom. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, so, Korea... Had coal and iron and wheat. Coal and iron is how you make steel. And you're stealing the show. Do you play Minecraft? The road to war. So <laughs> Japan had heard reports that their military was superior to China. And very recently after the Opium Wars, Japan was also aware that a lot of soldiers in Japan had not been paid for a very long time, and a lot of them were addicted to opium. So, not a strong force anymore. Opium wars. I hear it's it's not actually that chill for... Where are we going with this? Is that like know. Star Wars, but I'm with sorry, drugs? I lost it. It's the war on drugs in space, you know? That's actually what Star Wars is about, that metachlorians are actually <laughs> drugs. And so the whole thing is actually the Empire is the good guys. Uh, it's like Ronald Reagan, and they're trying to stop. Isn't the... that what Dune is? Dune is about yes. Dune, the, the, Dune's the, more about water, the, the, I would the, think. And spice. Like Waterworld, starring Kevin Costar. Well, I thought I thought the drugs were the fuel. Spice. The the the, yeah. the fuel is also the drugs. Whoa! Well, holy the... shit, Frank Herbert. <laughs> so China lost to Japan pretty quickly, pretty decisively, and this really highlighted China's weakness to everyone around. And I'm talking the interested parties being Britain, France, who was moving up through the Vietnam. West. Well, and Japan as well, yeah. So the East. The Pacific Northeast, as I like to call Japan. So it all ended with the Tientsin Convention in 1885, where Japan and China withdrew their troops, but agreed to let each other know before they intervened in Korean affairs. So Japan basically granted Korea, quote, independence, but under the agreement that they would be uh, basically, 
How do we put this? They're bitch. Free trade partners, just like America. You're talking about free trade earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have you to know, trade with us. Well, it's free because we make you do it. Free because <laughs> you get to pay us for it. We get the discount. Yeah. We and then the I become hookup. I become the god emperor. It's like when your friend works at McDonald's and you're like, "Yo, throw me some extra fries." It's like when your friends are extra extra It's like when your friend's a crack baby that remembers everything in the womb and then <laughs> So, European powers felt threatened by Japan's territorial gains in Manchuria because when Japan won the war, they China gave them like a large part of Manchuria. I don't like how the U.S. gave people Israel, right? Sort of like how the U.S. Yeah. took California, New Mexico, Texas, Colorado from Mexico. It's, they didn't take it. They well, manifest. They, Mexico they, gave it to they us. They gave it to us, and we didn't do anything. We just asked for it, and they just gave yeah, it to us. Yeah, we asked for yeah, it. Yeah, remember the Alamo? The Alamo was about slaves, number states one. States rights. Nope, slaves. States rights. Nope. And so number two, when they gave us those states, it was because we had guns literally pointed at them in Mexico City. Yeah, but we were the only. there was only like 10 guys in that church. It was 11 or 12, I think. It took a dozen soldiers to capture all those states. Anyway, so European powers felt threatened by these territorial gains that Japan had gotten in Manchuria, specifically the French because of Vietnam, specifically the Laodong Peninsula, which is sort of at the bottom of Korea, if you look at it on the map, and it's pointed towards China. So the Laodong Peninsula, on the very tip of it, is where Port Arthur is, uh, which is a large part of our story. We The talked tip about- of Laodong? <laughs> God, the the Lao, yeah, the tip of the Laodong Peninsula. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the European powers in April twentieth, in April in in four twenty of eighteen ninety five, the year Hitler was born. Um, he was born in. I have no idea. Ninety nine. No. Why yeah. do you, How do you know this? I actually just watched a video about uh, the a conspiracy that start, Stalin started about how Hitler didn't actually die in nineteen forty five. Yeah, went to Argentina. And apparently 7% of all Americans thought that he wasn't actually dead. They probably still do. Yeah. But, okay, so on April 20th, 1895, Russia, France, and Germany mobilized fleets and basically used gunboat diplomacy again and forced Japan to give up what they had gained by defeating China. This included Port Arthur and the Laodong Peninsula. How much tea did they they gain? Okay, so... In lieu of the land, China gave them money, but Japan would never forget this offense, and they were royally T.O.'d. They were P.O.'d, and they were Tyler Perryed. They were very upset, and they used the money that China gave them to buy modern warships, the most modern warships available, and they bought them from Britain. Hell yeah. So shortly after this, Russia began leasing Port Arthur from China. And then, coming up next, was the Boxer Rebellion. I'm getting out of here. I'm tired of all this. This is, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm really sick of all this. Is, is that Mike Tyson rebelling? Yeah. Hmm. Screw you, Mom and Dad. I'm going to be a boxer. I'm the God Emperor of Dune. That's not a Mike Tyson voice. I'm going to become a worm. I'm going to become a worm, and I'm going to be the God Emperor of all of Iraq. If- he has a lift like this. Yeah, but you were, I don't know. You. What was I doing? <laughs> I got a tiger, and he was a little too naughty, and they <laughs> took it away. I feed him a lot of steak. So, the Boxer Rebellion. 
Screw you, mom and dad. They're not fighting anymore. So the Boxer Rebellion was 1899 to 1901. So a bunch of other countries, including Russia and Japan, uh, I think like six other ones that we were talking about earlier, Stavon. They're important. Mm-hmm. I think it's like France, Germany, Britain, something like that. So they sent they sent troops to help out, uh, to help Imperial China defeat the rebellion. Um, and they were successful. So they did it. They did it. And in the end, Russia actually left their troops there in Manchuria to defend what they were building at the time, which was the Trans-Siberian Railway. Which, which is where they yeah. made the Manchurian candidate. Nope. And so... <clears throat> The, the 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 boxer rebellion was was actually I think it was started by a bunch of peasants right mm-hmm. and uh, they called them boxers because they had to box up all their goods right <laughs> actually they called them boxers because they Punching. did a, well yeah they did they, they did were fighting. they were all like martial artists yeah. right and they did like these like like sick like, karate like, moves well they did these little little dancing shows with their little, little have you seen Medea's Ip Man yes. <laughs> <laughs> And um, you know they they did these little dancing shows right mm-hmm. to like show off their martial. Oh uh, yes, capoeira. That's that's Brazilian. That's not, it. that's not it. You know what they speak in Brazil? Portuguese. Portuguese. It's and all full, It's all they connected. They didn't do anything bad to those guys. Um, and um, it is all yeah, connected was, by it, Europeans. It was literally just like a bunch of poor peasants who did a mm-hmm. little bunch of dances. They thought they were possessed by like <laughs> spirits that made them invincible. Turns out they weren't. They weren't just high. Yeah. They yeah. they really just wanted to drive out. Bad guys. Oppressive powers, though. Yeah, they, they had good they, motives. They, they yeah, they went around killing Christians, European, Europeans, Christians, Christians. Yeah, they, they. I think their nickname for them was the hairy ones, which oh. like most Europeans. Yeah, which was hairy. my nickname for my priest when I was eleven. <laughs> okay, so uh, so more about uh, the boxer. Rebellion? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Anyway. No, we don't really need to get into the boxer building. That's a whole yeah. other episode. Yeah. That's all we needed to know, you know. So they they suppressed it. They pushed it down very quickly and very violently. Um, they were down for the count, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how dare you? Yeah. Mess with us, Christians. 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 And later on, those Christians would be Anakin Skywalker in the reboot. Christian Bale. Nope. It's not. They say, "Fuck these peasants." Hans Christian Andersen. Dances. We have guns. We can just shoot them. They're gonna do these little dances in front of us. Radovich, we just shoot. He has seizure. We we use AK-47 to kill. More like our crane. <laughs> <laughs> so they they got all these Europeans together. <laughs> <laughs> they called them cranes. He's like, he's like <laughs> Kiev, more like Kiev. It's to us. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Uh, Patreon.com slash LSLD. First one's free. I got you. I got you. Oh, honey. You didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the thought that counted. I appreciate it. <laughs> I see you dangling over there. <laughs> First I drink the vodka, then I say the bad things. <laughs> First I drink the coffee, then I invade the Ukraine. We are putting our troops in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. It's very sad what's going on. Anyways, all the Europeans got together to watch them do their funny little dances, and they laughed, and then they shot them, and then they, they fucking... They laughed some more. The Russians sticked around for their little railroad, and they did, maybe did a little raping, maybe did a little pillaging. It's okay. We don't know. We, we weren't, weren't there. there. Well, we weren't there. But also, like, like 
soldiers have never done anything mm-hmm. bad when they're stationed in a foreign country. No, they never. don't do bad things. They still don't do bad things. Not since it's, the Geneva Convention. I've never it's seen fine. Full Metal Jacket, so I'm assuming it shows a pretty good accuracy. Full created, Metal Jacket's rated G. Yeah, yeah, for war crimes. I prefer Full Metal Jack off. We we created laws, and if there's one thing we know, is soldiers love following laws. Yeah, especially when they have low supervision and mm-hmm. basically free reign to do whatever they want. A lot of people don't know this, but Full Metal Jackoff is actually where they bukkake the Kubrick stare. Do you think there's a porn star <laughs> named Allison Chains? So, Russia left their troops there, as Stephen said. Yes. Now, going back to China being defeated by Japan, this gave Japan a taste for victory while they were in Korea and Manchuria, and they began to covet that land, which this only increased due to the pressure to colonize because of the Industrial Revolution. They needed resources. The Japanese feared that Russian control over Manchuria and Korea would close these markets to Japan, crippling their economy. Because they had gotten the wheel or the ball rolling so quickly with their revolution... They were wheelie efficient with their revolution. They were wheelie running out of resources very quickly. And they needed a steady source. Because of this, they knew that war with Russia was probably inevitable. Shortly after this, in 1902, came the Anglo-Japanese alliance between Britain and Japan, where they both agreed they would help each other out in a war if there was more than one party involved on the enemy's side. This doesn't really come up very much other than Britain didn't like Russia either, so we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. That about wraps up Japan. How are you guys feeling? Positive. Positively chipper, isn't it? Humans first began settling in what we know as Russia about 2 million years ago during the Oldowan period in the lower, in the early low, in the the early Paleolithic. And of course, Paleolithic is a diet that you can learn on Instagram from a redheaded woman who can also sell you pussy juice. And puts crystals in her water. Well, they they just eat a bunch of nuts. (laughs) So you can eat these nuts. Yeah, my uh, Dairy Queen Frosty is full of nuts. So, the first semblance of a city-state came during the 9th century. Novgorod? Novgorod. Novgorod and Staria Lodoga. And if those sound Viking, that's because they were. They were founded by Varangians, Vikings from Sweden, in 862. Not 1862, 862. Uh, this was north of modern-day Moscow and south of St. Petersburg, so just nestled in between, like, the filling of an Oreo. Interestingly enough, 882 marks the first time... Why are you looking at me like that? Marks the first time that Russian forces invaded Kiev, or as they called it, Kiev it to me. <laughs> Is that the, that little, like, chicken that's filled with, like, the butter? What? You know what I'm talking about? They put, no. They, they haul out a piece of chicken uh-huh. breast, and they put a bunch of... That's bunch of cordon bleu. <laughs> Is that French? What's what's chicken Kiev? So these settlers, these these Swedish Vikings that settled over in Russia, they adopted Byzantine Christianity from the Eastern Roman mem- the Roman mem- Empire because it's made by men. The Roman Empire in modern day yeah. Turkey. Um, this initial state only lasted until about 1240, mostly due to constant Mongol invasion. Not a lot of people know this, but a lot of early Russian history is just getting invaded by Mongols. In fact, Japan faced the same thing when Mongols invaded them from Korea. They had those cool little tiny horses. Mongols they are loved from to ride them around uh-huh. everywhere, right? Yes, Mongols are from Mongolia. Nothing gets by you. All right, so this initial state only lasted until about 1240 due to Mongol invasions. It splintered out, and they all, all the little pieces, the little villages, paid tribute to the Mongols until about 1480. At this time, Russia 
experienced unification under Ivan the Great, who was the first official czar, and he moved the seat of power to Moscow. Ivan the Great's grandson, Ivan the Terrible... What was the middle one called? Like, Ivan the Mid? The the Fine? (laughs) That's what the kids are saying. Ivan's all right. (laughs) He's fine. So Ivan the Terrible established the Tsardom of Russia in 1547, otherwise referred to as the Tsardom of Muscovy. This highlights the new importance of Moscow, obviously. The unexpected death of Ivan the Terrible's heir, Fyodor, who was apparently pretty mentally challenged, uh, led... (laughs) It actually stands for Fjold the Door. (laughs) Is is that a Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. So, but because they're mentally challenged and it's a door. Did, did, like, incest happen? Probably. What do you you mean, did incest happen? (laughs) Did these guys fuck their relatives? In this case, he had a hot sister. Leave him alone. There wasn't a lot of them there. The dating pool, the gene pool. It's called consolidation of power. If you go back to our episode, uh, the blue people of, uh, we did, we did the the blue food gates, the blue food gates of Kentucky, ha- Hazard County. It has it when the when the gene pool is small, you bang them all. That's what we always That's say. What we say here. Mm-hmm. We always say that. All right. So his son Fyodor, who was apparently mentally challenged, which is fine, uh, he suddenly died for no reason. I like to think that he didn't wear his helmet that day. But this led into the time of troubles, one of the most turbulent and violent periods in Russian history. I'm talking political upheaval, civil wars, wars with foreign powers, famines, Polish invasions, and a partridge in a pear tree. Derek, that's funny. I just winged it. Have you seen Parrot Trap with Lindsay Crohan? Lindsay <laughs> Crohan. <laughs> 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 That's the movie where Bruce Lee's son got shot. Right? Yeah, Bruce Bruce Springsteen's son fell out of a window. <laughs> and he died. He drowned in a bathtub. He fell into a bathtub. So following the time of troubles, and the time of troubles is also what we call Ian when he doesn't get a snack and his blood pressure is low, uh, this ended with the coronation of Michael I and when we bought a bag of Cheetos. This ushered in the Romanov dynasty that would rule Russia for the next 300 years, all the way to the revolution of 1917. Following the Russian victory in the Great Northern War from 1700 to 1721, Tsar Peter the Great renamed the state the Russian Empire. What's so great about him, and uh, why are they in a hurry? I'm in a hurry to get out of here, so... Um, <laughs> Peter the Great's reign saw the introduction of Western European culture into Russia, and the country previously seen as backwards by the rest of Europe attempted to catch up with the times. Don't stop your crying, it's a sign of the times. Today, Russia is fucking huge, though 60% of it is covered in permafrost. So that doesn't really count. No. It's like... like Fucking Canada. Like, yeah. They all live on the border, dude. Yeah. Near, uh, so Russia is nearly double the size of the U.S. as far as land mass. But is it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. I mean, it's big, but what can you do there? It's, it's not about the size. It's about what you can do with it. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Russia and the... Dude, that smell is overwhelming. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I could change it, I would. If I could turn back time. I'm sorry. I'll just shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, no, no, no. I got it, I got it, I got it. Please don't light the lighter. <laughs> Take the biggest oh, bait. Is that mango? No, it's watermelon. Das watermelon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A chinga tag. <laughs> you know, my mommy GF said Dude, I the- can't smoke those anymore. Your girlfriend told you you can't vape? My mommy GF. Well, when the mommy GF's Dude, away. Your girlfriend doesn't let you vape? 
Mine doesn't either. No, I just don't fucking care. Really? Mine no. does. Oh, I, I don't vape. I don't like vaping. My girlfriend... He, per, he prefers acoustic. My girlfriend thinks yeah. microwaves are going to give me cancer and she Michael, won't let me vape. Mike, Michael Waves. Michael Waves. Michael Waves. Who's Michael Waves? Michael Waves, my teacher that says goodbye to me every day after <laughs> class. He has to walk me to the bus. And to the, to the bus. <laughs> to the bus. So Russia in the mid-16th century was not huge. Actually, it was less than 20% of the size it is today, with the Ural Mountains making up its eastern border. Now I'm going to explain to you guys a very complicated uh, concept. You have to follow with me here. It's called geographical determination. What do you think that means, Ian? I think it means how you determine mm-hmm. your geographicals. Yeah, so you just use the two words in the, in, to define it. <laughs> yeah, it's it. called contact clues. Mm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, because you got to use your contacts to see the words. Nope. I prefer blues. Okay. <laughs> so... To dumb it down, geographical determination essentially means that the landscape of a country determines its history to a point. Russia specifically was very landlocked, and they needed access to waterways in order to trade with the rest of the world, right? So there's a constant expansion in Russian history, a pushing of the borders to try to achieve access to these waterways in order to become a part of the world economy. Um... So to the West, the Kurds and the Turks, the Ottoman Empire essentially, had turned Russia away from the Mediterranean. Now, as everybody knows, the Mediterranean was a huge trading port. You're talking Italy from northern Africa to the Iberian Peninsula all the way to the English Channel. It was very important for European trade and Russia was not allowed to get there, right? Mm -hmm. And in the South, Siberia formed a barrier of its own. Uh, in case anybody doesn't know, Kurds are one of the world's largest group of people without a state. They're they... also a delicious snack. Nope. Yeah, it's also what I put in my poutine. Nope. You guys are talking about cheese. I'm talking about a people who's disfranchised and not allowed to have a state. And they live between Iran, Iraq, Tyria. Tyria. They live between Iran, Iraq, Turkey, Syria, and Armenia. And they're who Saddam was slaughtering when uh, George W. Bush rightfully invaded the Iraq. That's not epic. <laughs> that's nope. not awesome sauce. <laughs> none of nope, none of it was. So, following multiple humiliations while attempting to expand to the west, Russia turned their full attention to the east towards the Pacific. And this is following the Crimea War of the 1850s. Nothing's changed. They're still fighting over Crimea today as we're recording this. So, Russia had desired a port on the Pacific coast for hundreds of years. Um, And this changed in 1581 when Russia began a nearly 300-year-long campaign to annex Ural, Siberia, and the Far East all the way to the Pacific. Yeah, we call it the Far East Movement. Um, So, Russia's justification for attacking and subjugating the native peoples of these regions, because people lived there. um, Unfortunately. Yes. So their justification for it was essentially loose interpretations of map boundaries and, of course, the spread of Orthodox Christianity that they picked up from the Eastern Roman Empire in Byzantine. This expansion came to an end in 1778 with the Russian annexation of Chukotka. Chukotka? Chukotka. It's Chukotka-esque. Yeah. So (laughs) Russia had reached the Pacific Ocean. To the north lay the Barents Sea, the Kara Sea, the Loptev Sea, the East Siberian Sea, the Chuchki Sea, 
Chukchi, Chukchi, Chukchi Sea, and the Bering Sea were all available for Russian ports, and they did build ports here, but these seas, being so close to the Arctic Ocean, remained frozen for most of the year, which made maneuvering through them incredibly difficult. We should have just had snowmobiles, stupid. Yeah. And that was a girl PC frozen, <laughs> just like my 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 wife's heart. Bitch, what? <laughs> girl PC culture has gone too far. So... I prefer girl mat culture. It'll come up later, but they built ships differently for these sorts of ice laden seas. Yeah, they had like, uh, like, like the instead of a ram, they had like knives, right, so that they could cut through the ice. No, really? so no, it's like a big wedge that they put on. Yeah, yeah, but they they sat lower in the water. Okay, we'll we'll see. So when they got into warmer ports, it was a problem because the boat would sink. Right. Yeah. So okay. So the sea of Ochotsk, 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 Ochotsk. The Sea of Ochotsk I don't know where, I don't know where was Russia's southernmost option, but when I googled it, this one, uh, its nickname was actually the Frozen Sea. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold Russia back anymore. Mm. Yeah. So Russia needed a trading port that wouldn't freeze. So they looked to the south. They looked to Manchuria. They were checking out the uh, the Manchurian candidate. This is the second time you've tried that, and in both times, it, it's just not what that means. Well, here's the thing. Working. I need one more. I need, I need one, one more. more. It'll work. Steven, should we give you know him one more Manchurian? You know why it'll work? Because third time's the charm. You, last week's episode, you said, you know the saying, second, third, or fourth time's the charm. <laughs> you said that. I, I'm i hearing this for the first time. So their, their attempts, uh-huh. Russia's attempts, what were you saying? Never mind. Uh-huh. Okay, so Russia's attempts to expand south were consistently thwarted by the Chinese. However, they kept pushing, and in the mid-19th century, they began to build settlements and towns as far south as the Amur River. At this time, China had its hands full with the war against Britain and France, as well as the Taiping Rebellion of 1850. Due to this pressure and their inability to fight off the Russians any longer, China signed the Treaty of Agun. As in the Russians had more than one A-gun? <laughs> no, as in Derek doesn't know what he did with a gun. <laughs> so the Treaty of A-gun in 1858, and this this actually, the Chinese finally ceded all the land north of the Amur River to Russia, as well as the maritime region from the mouth of the Amur all the way to the northern border of Korea. So Russia was moving very close to Chinese territory here, and thus very close to territory that Japan was very interested in. In this maritime region, Russia quickly established a military outpost on the coast called Vladivostok. Vladivostok, yeah, Vladivostok. That remains there to this day, and Vladivostok means Lord of the East. However, just like the other ports we discussed, Vladivostok remained unfrozen and thus fully operational only in the summer. Russia's eastward expansion now had the attention of Western Europe and Japan. Soon after, Russia attempted to build a naval base on the island of Tsushima, which lies in the Korea Strait. The ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm, exactly like that. This, uh, the Korea Strait is just a strip of water separating Korea from Japan. As opposed to the Korea gay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Korea nope. cis uh, <laughs> is a, a strip of water separating uh, Korea from Japan. So we're talking about like this small amount of water separating Korea from Japan, and there's one island in the middle, and Russia's like, we're just going to build a base... It's ours. ...right here. We're taking it. And Japan already had 
like towns and, like, we call and bases. Yeah, we, we this has been ours for a long time. So upon the request of Japan, Great Britain stepped in and forced Russia to give up on this idea in what is now known as the Tsushima Incident in 1862. Thwarted but far from defeated, Russia was happy to step back and strengthen its other acquisitions. By this time, Russia was so large that it took 10 days to travel by rail from one side to another, and thus they began the Trans-Siberian Railway construction. You got something to say? Took them 25 years. <laughs> took them 25 years to build that. I hope you can joke about that. I hope you can joke about a lot of strong, sweaty guys working their little tushes off to build that railroad for 25 years. So anyway, I think next you were going to talk about the uh, the coronation of Nicholas. My father worked on that railroad. Yeah. Uh, and his father's father. Was started and my father's pretzels, father's 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 Derek father. misspelled. They misspelled pretzels? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, blimey, yeah. So we're talking. So, so 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 you know. So Nicholas II, his dad, I'm assuming is Nicholas I, began to build the Trans-Siberian Railway, and then he he died. Something happened to him. He got consumption. He shit himself to death. I think maybe he's too con- much borscht. But too much borscht. Maybe uh, isn't that German? Uh, Who knows? Might be Polish, I really. think Rasputin actually strangled him with his penis, but. <laughs> The coronation of Nicholas II would be on May 8th, May 14th, 1896. Nicholas II was uh, the last Tsar of Russia. A little fun fact for you there. And he was the cousin of King George and Tsar, uh, or not Tsar, uh, Kaiser Wilhelm. They actually, I know you're joking, but they're all very related because of this woman who was called the grandmother of yeah, Europe. I know. Victoria, right? One of them. There's more than one grandmother. Well, yeah, but she's like the vic- the woman who is the Victorian period Did is named she, after. Like, fuck every type of European. No, she, no, got she all spread her. her yeah, her, out, yeah, yeah, she spread out her daughters. Like, uh, Marie Antoinette was one of them. I'm pretty sure. Let them eat cake. And at the coronation of Nicholas II, he said, "Let them eat beer and pretzels." But he didn't bring enough. So they got angry. There was a stampede, and it's called the Otsu Incident, and you should look that up for yourselves. But needless to say, Nicholas hated beer and pretzels. And he hated one more thing. Japanese people. (laughs) And he referred to them as monkeys, even on official documents. And a lot of this is... He said, no Hitachino White Ale. What? It's a Japanese beer, Hitachino White Ale. Okay. So, most stories... You know, most sources believe that he hated the Japanese because on an official emissary trip to Japan, one of the men assigned to protect him, uh, one of his bodyguards, attacked him with a sword and left him with a scar on his face. Yeah, And then they called him Scar Nicholas. (laughs) (laughs) Czar Scar? Is that what you're... Czar Scar Nicholas II? Yeah, I think they got that. You don't have to act like like our listeners are stupid. No, I'm stupid. I, I was the one that was confused. Russians in general looked down upon the Japanese and saw them as degenerate descendants of the Mongols with which they had so much trouble in their history. So you're talking about like they had trouble with one kind of Asian for a long time and so they just assumed I I I don't know this but I feel like like Russians probably have more genetic like similarities to mongolians you're probably right because because of, because Jap- japanese are on an island yeah, yeah. but well, the mongols also, did try to invade japan as i said genghis, oh, did genghis khan everybody. do a shitload of shit in russia yes yeah i told you he invaded russia for yeah. 500 years right not him but the mongols his, his, invaded his russia home, his homies for 500 years yeah. Yeah. all his his squad they were all <laughs> up in russia shit like all the time you know what i'm saying 
<laughs> no cap. Yeah. He's just code switched on me. Speaking yeah. of cap, he, he was. He let's was cap all... this episode off. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to take us to the road to war. Now we've we've traveled our the Bugattis we, on the road to we've war. We've taken yeah, our Bugattis yeah, yeah. on. As Nick knows, a Bugatti is when a bunch of people come on the same person's face, mm-hmm. and so we've nice. laid it out for you. We've laid out how we got here, and so the road to war rides the Trans Siberian Railway to Manchuria. Manchuria is the most important thing to remember here. So. Isn't that, a good, isn't that the kind of cherry you put in the Shirley Temple, Manchuria? So Russia the tried to communicate... Twin, <laughs> twins. <laughs> Russia tried to communicate with Japan for many years, and Japan ignored them as they enjoyed their isolation until trade began. So earlier on, Russia had been in contact, and they were left on red. So Japan <laughs> was kids really love into... That. Uh, kids will love it. Was, was Japan a bunch of psychonauts? Because they were really into isolation. And they love the tanks. Taking a page out of uh, John Lilly's book. Tanks for the memories. Um, Even though they weren't so, and great. there was this this European concept that was constantly thrown around called yellow peril. Oh no! No, this is the it's they called it yellow peril, and it is it is racist in the name. Yeah, but the the concept was that eventually Japan would be a problem. Okay. Is what they all believed, specifically the Russians and the Germans and the French. Okay, they believed that eventually. And they were right in this, but because Japan stood up to them, yeah. they believed that this was the one Eastern Asian country that yeah, they, they, they bullied all these countries and yeah. they're like, like these guys, they take they they're took, determined. They, took, they took it a little too seriously. We were just like kidding around. Right? They fought for the clogs. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah. I was kidding. Okay, when we conquered Vietnam and China and Taiwan, that and was Korea, for the pit. Yeah, it's all well, we, we a gave goof. The Viet- Namese fucking baguettes. We gave him tires. Yes. <laughs> Good year. And have you ever had a bon mi? Delicious. <laughs> In five years, when we make a few thousand dollars a month on Patreon, we'll do a Vietnam episode. Yeah. Where we and by Bernie! where we where we invade Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pod invades Vietnam again. <laughs> yeah. Well. Like no. Not a, not one. Ep- it'll take. It'll take. Like it'll take four or five. Parts, but I've I've actually I've written extensive papers. Can I about, smoke during that whole episode? Yeah, we'll go through the Rand and papers. Drink orange juice. Yeah. I don't care what the fuck you do. And Steve and I are just gonna Agent watch Apocalypse orange, now. Agent Orange Juice jokes. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah, it's pathetic. Read right. your fucking yeah. I'm story trying. Book. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right, so we're we're on the road to war. We're on the road. Yeah, to the, the Lord. We're talking Emperor about Yellow and, Peril. Yeah, we talked about Yellow Peril. We're talking about. Uh, the main idea here is that Japan and Russia had what we'll call disagreements over Manchuria and Korea, which Korea is part of Manchuria. Manchuria is basically a, a chunk of Russia, southern Russia, and eastern Mongolia and northern China with, with Korea mixed in there, right? So as we talked about earlier, China was sort of forced by Russia to lease them Port Arthur in 1897. Um, so at this time, Japan offers Russia a compromise. Russia could control Manchuria, but Japan maintains influence over Korea. It was actually a very fair deal at the time for everybody but the Koreans. And, um, <laughs> yeah, not Japan. Yeah. Russia actually refused and demanded the establishment of a buffer zone, which is very interesting for later history because as I was talking to Stephen about this earlier, a lot of this story impacts 
20th century history a lot more than people think. You got a lot of World War II implications. Yeah. You got a lot of trench warfare implications. Uh, it's the first war that it was made, ever fought with it almost exclusively. Mad and they 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 just kept getting mad until until they were like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, it well, was, it seems like a lot of the groundwork for for America's choices in World War Two, Japan's choices were in laid, World War Two. Well, okay, yeah, 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 but yeah, so Japan's choices that led to America fucking Japan were in World War Two were laid by all this stuff. Well, Japan felt slighted quite right. a, quite a few times, and so this buffer zone that Russia demanded was actually the the what is it the forty ninth parallel? So it's essentially where the border with South Korea and North Korea, which was established. Mm. Um, between communists and the Americans in in the Korean War, right? Yeah, and so, I hate those Korean Koreans? Wars. <laughs> communists. Okay, um, so <laughs> <laughs> Russia refused. They demanded the establishment of this buffer zone at the at the parallel there, and Japan saw this as counterproductive because they planned to expand to the west into Asia. Um, so internal documents from this time indicate that Russia wanted to start a war to distract citizens from revolution, and Japan actually saw war with Russia as inevitable, as we talked about earlier. However, Russia didn't respect Japan even to this point. They didn't think they were strong enough, and they didn't think they would start a war. They thought they could just bully them. Uh, up until this point, no Asian power since the Mongols had ever been successful in defeating a European power. It, it just had not happened. So, those troops we talked about earlier that Russia had left in Manchuria following the Boxer Rebellion, Russia moved even more troops into Manchuria in 1902 and 1903 to protect their railway, right, the Trans-Siberian Railway, which is almost to Port Arthur. So, you're talking about from Moscow to Port Arthur, which is, I think, like a 10-day rail ride. It's, like, very far. And you got to protect those trains, baby. Yeah. Ticket to ride. Thomas, Percy, mm-hmm. Diesel. <laughs> Diesel's. Yeah, that's that's why we sh- we we murdered all those buffalo. Was for trains. America. Because yeah. yeah, for the trains. Well, you don't. You know, one buffalo could really damage the paint. Yeah. On the front of one of those trains. Yeah, and, and plus especially if it doesn't have a cow. And then you got to pay like a. It's like really fun to watch him die. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. So Japan, right? So so if I remember correctly, uh, I didn't say it. Japan asked Russia I didn't to say it. So yeah, Japan asked Russia to move the troops out of Manchuria. And it kind of went like this. Yeah, so we see that you have a like a lot of soldiers in Manchuria and I don't know if you remember, but we kind of talked specifically about you not doing that. So Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, though these like these soldiers like over here. Yeah, those those ones that you know the ones that are in uh, Manchuria. Yeah, yeah. See, okay, no, actually, that actually makes a lot of sense. No, I actually I do remember talking uh, with you about yeah. that. So yeah, cool. so um, mm-hmm. can you like pull them out of Manchuria? Or? Ooh, yeah, we're actually gonna huh, we're gonna send like some more in. Can what? We, yeah. No. That's that's not gonna work for us, man. Yeah, um, you got to take them out, not add more. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I re- I understand that. Res- what you're saying is valid. That's valid, and I respect that. We're gonna send more troops into Manchuria. Are we? Are we still on for drinks later? I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna. 
Do you do you understand what I'm asking? Oh my god, yeah. I, I'm listening. I'm hearing you, and it's valid. We're gonna put more soldiers, but we want less. We want none, actually. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. We're gonna put more. No. Okay. Somewhere along the line, we got confused here because you're saying less Russian troops in Manchuria. Right. We're saying a few more. Right. So, but. Yeah. Remember when we talked a couple weeks ago? Yes. Yes. We said. Yeah, you drink a bunch of our vodka and you had like the, the, the nice, we had those sausages Yeah, the for vodka you. made in the fields that were ours. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Manchurian candidate yeah. vodka. So. Remember Good how year we were, for that. Were, we were talking about you yeah. not doing that specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I blacked out for everything you said about Manchuria, and I'm going to send in more soldiers. Eat my dust, bitch. Bear with me here. Because <laughs> they're Russian. They're like a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we've edged them enough. Now... We're gonna we're gonna let them we're gonna let them bust. We're gonna let them bust by you telling us about the Japan Korea Treaty. Of so we're gonna bust. So what happened just like that? Gonna bust. Japan <laughs> Japan tried to negotiate with Russia. They tried to tell people to you know they tried to tell them to get those guys out of there. Get them out of here. Russia said, "Go fuck yourself." And so go J- fuck yourself. Japan suspends negotiations with Russia. He's like, nope. And this is three days before the attack on Port Arthur. And the, the attack on Port Arthur is where we will pick back up next Friday when we record part two of the Russo... God damn it. The Russo-Japanese Russo, War. Russo. When we record part two of the Russo-Japanese War. So uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LSLDPod. Subscribe to our Patreon if you like cool content. We actually just posted a clip uh, from the last episode that didn't make it into the final episode. It's very funny, if I do say so myself. Derek, <laughs> get a, Derek got him into self, some hot water. Jerky boys. Jerky boys. Uh, Jerky boys. You, if, uh, follow us on TikTok at LSLD. Follow Derek on Twitter at IBashMyBros. Follow me on Twitter at LSLD Ian. Follow Steven on Twitter at Skilla McDilla. Yeah, that's it. I, uh, I forgot my own handle. He's he's the Skilla McDilla. I'm I'm. I'm funny sometimes. He's he's an Irish he's guy. He's a professional funny Skilla guy. McDilla. Professional funny guy. No, yeah. I'm not Irish. I just well, I, but I had McDilla. A, well, I had a McDonald's. <laughs> I wish you were more diverse. McDonald's um sponsor. More like our crane. Uh but I got anyways, a couple I got a couple plugs here. So uh, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. I just saw this. Can I finish? I just saw this. Can I finish? Okay. Can I finish? We're gonna put can more I finish? troops in Manchuria. Can I finish? Can I finish? Like several thousand. Can I finish? Derek, can I finish? Highly trained Russian soldiers. <laughs> Maybe they're drunk They're all us. you might think that oh they're going to send can in I finish? they're going to send in can I finish? Jacob guys. We're sending in Edward guys. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> Derek, can I finish? Yeah. Can I finish? Yes. Oh, the- yeah. Okay, I'm finished. Oh. That's all you had? No, I was going to say uh, use promo code LSLD at mammothheadwear.com. Get, get yourself a big hat. Off, get a big hat for your big head. Big you're, hat. you're smart you're smart guy with a big old brain. You're smart gal. Smart gal? You're smart smart they them. Smart, we, we still smart gotta person. figure out if uh, if one of them hats are gonna fit my Yeah, boy. Mammoth Headwear, we've gotten you a few sales actually, so I think you should send, send Steven a hat. Yeah, send Steven a hat. I, I will to... I will ask him if we can I will ask Taylor at Mammoth Headwear if we can get a free hat for big old Steve here. Big well, I, Steve. I used to I used to do a thing called fat hats that fit, fit my hand and hats yeah. that don't fit my hand. It's a, it's a running uh, bit. Well, I'm trying to bring it back. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you up for the challenge, Mammoth? Mammothedward.com. Do you have an ass? <laughs> do you, do you want a shirt that covers that covers ass? ass. All right, I got yeah. one more plug. I got a, We have a, a Patreon subscriber, uh, a fan that we don't know. He's a guy that lives in Illinois. Hey, buddy. A, a guy or looking? a pal or a they or what's, whatever. What's their name? I'm sorry. You live in Illinois. Their name is Stuart Buck. Stuart Buck. And they they subscribe to our Patreon, and they actually are an author, and they've written a book that you can get on Amazon for free called Spore, and it's all about mushrooms, and it's fucking great. I just got it today. I downloaded it. I'm going to read it, Stuart. I swear to God. Thank you for subscribing to our Patreon. I'm Stuart, sending I'm you a t-shirt. Stuart, i audio hostage until you pay us $40. Stuart, I love mushrooms. I just made mm-hmm. a nice chicken stroke. Steven has a mushroom This might be about psychedelics. Do, My ex-wife did that. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's unfinished. This might be about psychedelic. You only have unfinished tattoos. This might be about psychedelic mushrooms. Um, I'm not really sure. I downloaded the book today from for Stuart. It's gonna be great. Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, I'm sorry you share a name with my my mortal enemy. You Stuart need Little. you need <laughs> you need to stop ragging on our I, patron. He, well, no, I'm. You made fun I'm, of I'm, Illinois. I, 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 I'm saying I'm sorry he shares a name with Stuart Little. Maybe he likes the name Stuart. All right, everybody. Okay, it's okay to like the name Stuart, but like that little mouse. I only like it just a little. He he took a whole space in an orphanage, and he's just a fucking rat. <laughs> Derek. And instead of taking Derek, it home, like Steven, a- Steven, you're gonna hate this. <laughs> Steven, you're gonna you're gonna hate this. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a, he's got a, we got a, we got a thing. Yeah, what? keep going. So you got so we got we got to Twitter plugs. We got the Patreon plugs. Yeah. Uh, Ian and I we we're gonna start recording a little more. We got a little I'm, more I'm coming. Mad about, uh, fucking Stuart. He's got a little RC car. It's fucking dumb. Does it look like this? And he took it. What is that? Get him out of here! <laughs> does Stop it, it! Does it look like this? The real Stuart's supposed to be a little D4 boy, and they changed him to a rat so they can sell kids' movies. He's well, supposed to be a little D4 boy that nobody wanted, but a family took him in, the little boy. It's like a tiny little... You're going to hate this. Fucking... Get him out of here! <laughs> folks. Folks. Come stupid little bitch. Folks. As above, so below me. Don't kill yourselves. See you next week. Stuart Little's coming on. He's going to be the guest on the podcast.